Hi everyone, I'm Max from AFM. Welcome to the Pilot Training Connect podcast, where we interview individuals from the pilot training industry to learn more about their organizations and their views. Every week we invite an industry leader to sit down with us. And this week I have the great pleasure to be joined by Captain Nadal Alhamid, CEO at T3 Aviation Academy. T3 Aviation Academy is the leading aviation training group headquartered in Sharjah in the United Arab Emirates. Welcome to the Pilot Training Connect podcast, Nadam. Hi, Max. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm enjoying the recovery in the aviation industry. What about yourself? First of all, you're using my uh, word, which is copyrighted only for me. It's fantastic. And uh, yes, I think we are living a very exciting, very challenging, very rewarding uh, period of uh, after the pandemic. I don't know if we are post-pandemic yet, but I assume so. Yeah, I don't think it was officially declared yet uh, by WHO, but it certainly feels like it. So um, another for, for everyone who is listening, can you give us an introduction to who is T3 Aviation Academy and who is Captain Nadim Alhamid? Okay, uh, we'll start with the T3 Aviation Academy. You know, T3 Aviation Academy come with a history of more than 15 years now in uh, airline pilot training specifically, you know, for Ebon issue supplying for the airline. And just in the recent uh, couple of years, during the pandemic, actually, it happened that we rewrote our vision to cover the other side of the aviation training requirements. We are located in uh, UAE. You know, we are in Sharjah. Uh, we are part of uh, Arabia Group. Uh, as a public company, we are a limited uh, company and we are planning to expand soon. And there are a few exciting news to come up. Fantastic to hear. I, I've, I know T3 Aviation Academy also now since seven years and I've, I've been always amazed at how steadily um, the academy has grown and especially how it has weathered the pandemic and kind of positioned for significant growth uh, following it. Um, can you give an indication in terms of the size of the training operations of T3? Well, uh, currently uh, from number of cadets, because our cadets come and join almost uh, 20 months to 24 months, they do the uh, pilot training. I would say we call it the theory, but there's a lot of practical because it is based on competencies. So they spend almost 15 months during uh, this 24 months in simulators and in aircraft. It's only the first eight months where they spend in a, in a classroom. Uh, after that, they spend with our partner airline for almost another two years to complete their uh, on-job training and collecting hours, build up hours and getting their highest uh, pilot license acquired, which is the ATPF. Currently, if we calculate all what we are looking after, because we look at people when as soon they join us all the way until they go through the 
ATPL. We have 335 uh, cadets, and current this year, if I'm not wrong, we awarded almost 42 contracts, uh, permanent contracts for our cadets so far this year. Okay. Uh, just based on that number, you know, more than 300 cadets in the system, I know that already makes you one of the leading uh, pilot training organizations um, across the wider Middle East region. Um, I also know that you've been most probably one of the academies which has been running an active and successful MPL program for the longest history uh, in this industry. Can you just share maybe a bit more in terms of um, the history of how long and this program has run, how many students and how many pilots it has graduated over, over that time period? Okay, uh, for, see, the MPL, I mean, uh, was approved or accepted by the ICAO uh, in 2006. I mean, again, I'm using my uh, memory, which is not dependable now. <laughs> but I think what we can say, 2006, it was kind of approved by the ICAO and accepted, and then to be adopted by authorities. Uh, I think UAE have led those uh, authorities as well, in a way that they have accepted. We still see some authorities today that they have actually accepted the MPL, but they have never worked on it or never proceeded to create procedures and requirement within the uh, internal, within that country uh, or that state to uh, produce or to endorse an MPL. However, UAE have done that, and we are also worked very hard with them to uh, achieve that. And in 2007, we officially uh, had the company established, and 2008, it was uh, introduced to the civil aviation, and early 2009, uh, the first classroom started. And that classroom, I think, started with seven to eight people, if I remember right. Now, uh, because we monitor also, or like we not monitor, but we, we keep in touch with people uh, that have early graduation. I know that three of them already uh, training captains. One is an examiner, one involved in management, and two, I think, flying for other airlines. Uh, so that's where we started. And since then, uh, we have kept the MPL alive. I think we can claim we are, as you, I think, mentioned, is the longest successful MPL program uh, internationally that we uh, survived, maybe in the world. I mean, there is no real tracker anymore. Yeah. But uh, I think, yes, we are uh, there. Now, we carry with us a lot of experience in airline training, pilot training, and MPL, and have an issue. And there is a solid ground for that. Yeah. And, and uh, um, once again, just congratulations on, on uh, weathering the pandemic and being the longest running successful MPL program. Uh, I, I know that has always been, let's say, 
part of the kind of the core training of the academy. But then throughout the pandemic, as you've mentioned, kind of the vision expanded and your training offering has expanded. Can you uh, kindly share with everyone what all of the current training uh, offering is uh, by T3? Uh, okay, so as I said, for 12 years almost, uh, the last uh, 12 years, uh, sorry, not the last 12 years, the first 12 years of the academy life were very focused in one product, which is the MPL and airline pilot training. And three years ago, there is a change in direction. One of them, one of the changing factors was the pandemic. So when the pandemic hit, the market uh, have changed, of course, I think forever. And uh, we had to create a lot of quick products, which was in the market, but was not delivered by us to, uh, to achieve this demand on the market. One of them, which was the first, is a lot of pilot were redundant, and a lot of them come from big airlines and big aircraft. And in a way we had to, they knew at that time, for them to come back to the industry, normally you have to carry with you a valid license, valid flight, and normally the first to rebound is the smaller, younger uh, aircraft. So we've seen a lot of CCQ, which is cross-crew qualification from an Airbus 380s to Airbus 320, 340, 330 to 320, and from other aircraft type, 777 as well to 320. So we have managed within three months or even less to secure with the authority uh, to produce or to launch those products, which is at that time was a very high in demand. So that's one of the CCQ beside the type ratings of a 320. And also we could claim we are the first independent ATO that do, do jet license conversion in UAE and they can maintain uh, your uh, license. So even if you have been in UAE, and you want to keep your license current, we can do that even if you don't work for an official airline in UAE. And vice versa, if you are working in Europe or any part of the world with an IKO equivalent license, we can apply the conversion with type rating or without the type rating to a new AE uh, license conversion. There is, of course, procedures and processes for that. This is one, one of the main products that we launched right after the uh, 2020. We followed the commercializing the uh, uh, examination centers, which is a lot of for the rebound. You know, there is a huge demand for uh, a new hire that they require. So we have examination center. Also, one of the time, I mean, the pandemic kept us busy at certain areas. But also, I'll say uh, we had certain activity lower. So part of the uh, management team, we tried to utilize those resources, and we kind uh, recircle and re uh, relooked at it. And we, I would not say invented, even though it's an innovation, I would say, but we have been able, with all the restriction around, to develop internally, locally, within the company only. It's not even with an external supplier. 
an ELP software, you know, English language proficiency software with the manual, with the training, with everything from scratch. And I think that's a lovely experience that we carry as well. And now it's one of the demand. We've signed with so many airlines around. And again, uh, maybe we'll leave it for later, uh, Max, but, or no, why, why wait? I think- Please it, share. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> yes, please share, please share this podcast. Okay. Uh, I think the Arab uh, uh, Aviation Summit happening in Ras Al Khaimah soon. And in that, we probably uh, reveal uh, two or three new products as well, or a new idea, innovative idea. I think one of the things that we utilized during the pandemic, we, we created a team to innovate idea. Sometimes the innovation is very, very simple. You know, you have the same product, but relaunched in a, in a different way. It is for specific customers that they can really enjoy. But I think we'll meet with you in the Arab Aviation Summit, I'm sure you'll be there. Yeah, uh, so, so it sounds like initially you expanded your offering first um, at the different pain points that airlines and pilots were having in the pandemic. But then I, I did notice that, especially over the past six months, you then expanded the, the training offering even to, to include non-pilot uh, specific roles in the aviation sector. Um, uh, can you share a bit more in terms of the non-pilot um, segment training offering that T3 currently offers? Yes, we are also, you know, beside all those products that uh, covers the pilot, we have the IATA training center. So we offer almost, uh, I can't remember the number, but it's, it's almost 40, I think, to 60. Uh, or more than that of IATA training uh, courses, whether it is aviation security, whether it is RAM safety, SMS, auditing, quality, compliance. It's basically, it covers all the other ground operation requirement for airlines and the airports, whether uh, air site, you know, in the RAM, you know, loading, load master, load sheets, uh, or within the customer area, the check-in, uh, checking passengers, uh, security awareness, and of course, saying all that, the DGR, one of the very important training that we have is Dangerous Good, and we are one of the approved uh, Dangerous Good training organization in the UAE, and we can provide all type of uh, DGR. Ah, actually, we are also the first uh, approved according to the civil aviation uh, personnel we are the first uh, dgr training organization to apply the latest ikea competency based training in dgr and i think because we had that experience as well of the mpl which is competency based it's become very basic and we launched right after those training, which is recently, I think our guys graduated from the ground is the flight dispatch course. Again, we are the first competency-based. So you can see that most or all our training today is competency-based training. And uh, whether DGR, whether this flight dispatch or, or pilot training or type rating, 
Um, our dispatchers today, I think they are already started their OGT. So uh, on, uh, with Air Arabia uh, OCC. So very soon we'll see their first graduation and it will be one of the first licensed dispatches uh, that we can provide now. Yeah, this is absolutely fantastic to hear. And I've, I've been following, uh, you know, at AFM, we've been following this quite extensively. It seems that T3 is uh, expanding on a month by month basis and, and announcing uh, these, these new products and these new milestones. And it's really fantastic to hear that a lot of this has really originated from kind of the key competency-based learnings from your um, from your historical kind of flagship training course. Um, coming back to the pilot training um, side of activities, um, as T3 Aviation Academy, uh, you, you gave an indication in terms of number of students or number of pilots you currently have in training. What would you say is the capacity and vision of T3 in terms of amount of pilots, um, high quality pilots trained every year? Uh, it's a very interesting question because we've been asking this question from, a, you know, the MPL or the pilot training is have a multiple supply chain stream and uh, each stream, you know, it has certain width and certain limitation. And we've seen it through uh, the time. I mean, people would remember 2016, 17, uh, up to the early 2018, you know, the academic training or the uh, light aircraft training uh, supply chain was this and mainly due lack of uh, flight instructors because they've been taken by airlines and they left that level or that supply chain phase is almost dry and we've seen that's happening you know years and years out but i think because of the pandemic currently currently uh, there is two things are uh, restriction or changing the phase. One of them is the simulator availabilities. And that's a primary for airlines where to rehire, reassess, refresh, plus their normal day to, uh, not day to day, year to year training for pilots. So that's one of the supply chain phases that today I would say it's under high pressure and shortage as well, you know, supply and things. And of course, uh, we are trying with multiple uh, supplier to uh, increase the capacity on that level. And the uh, other stage is aviation professionals. And I think uh, if you remember Dubai Air Show two years ago, we were on a stage together and we talked about this, that when the uh, pandemic rebound happens there will be professional pouching from each others and i think it's happening now pilots engineers cabinet crew ground staff airport managers load sheet check-in counters all instructors instructors trainers uh flight simulator at all stages at all levels and you know i always try to give this example and Assuming today 
year 2022 and 2023, just two years, if we need a man uh, hours on aviation. So if we say we need 1 billion uh, man hours, okay, these numbers are just uh, yeah. because of the transfers of people. And you resign from somewhere, you apply somewhere, and you go somewhere and get rehired, retrained. And I think if we manage to stabilize, if that was not happening, we might be able to uh, supply 1 billion hours of work, uh, workforce. However, because of this movement, I think, again, uh, finger in the air numbers, uh, 20 to 25% of that energy, okay, disappears because of the shifting. Yeah. While the industry actually needs uh, the every hours to come back, those shifts have reduced by at least 25%, I think. Maybe, you know, uh, AFM, uh, can help us with the better numbers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can give some indications of things that we've tracked at AFM. Uh, so uh, as an example, as a reference point, in 2022, the attrition rates of pilots at US regional airlines was more than 60%. So you can imagine the regional airlines in the US are constantly you know, uh, doing initial training, doing retraining as they keep on having to hire people for the same position. Um, we've also know of, of uh, quite large uh, airlines, which once again, we track at AFM, which have, which have uh, gone very public and said that they are over hiring by an amount of over 20%. Um, I know of two very specific examples, one in the US and one in Australia, simply due to this poaching of staff which is you know, resulting in, in not as efficient operations. Um, to come back to, to T3, so by the sounds of it, you're really um, working on the different segments of your pilot training infrastructure. Uh, I know you're already one of the largest pilot trainers uh, in the wider Middle East region. Um, do you think uh, we will see a significant increase in um, the number of pilots that T3 graduates over the next few years? Uh, I think there will be some increase, but I would not say a huge increase because we are building a foundation uh, in the next couple of years to do, for, if we are talking just for a pilot, but we'll see more our increase is on the other sectors in the aviation. You know, whether the uh, flight dispatches, uh, whether it is the uh, ground operation, check-in counters. But for the pilot, there will be a balance. You know, uh, one of the focus in uh, T3 is we, we always had somehow a little bit, even before the pandemic, we had somehow capacity to train more. But we are really focused that we do not train people with lease uh, guaranteed or lease work opportunity uh, things. So we try to this. We've been achieving before the pandemic uh, more than 93% contract issuance for all our training. That means the trainee, when he finishes ATPL, it doesn't take more than one week to get a permanent contract. And that's, I think, a great achievement. 
and we've been focused. So even in the future, we will see, I think, uh, an increase, but we will keep those balance uh, very clear to us and to the airlines. There is a huge demand and there are other techniques to apply. So beside uh, our MPL, because of our partner airline demanded more recruitment, so we opened the channel for the CPL, which is, will be temporary solution for tactical reasons that fill up certain seats without the huge impact on the MPL cadets, which is our customers, our trainees, to achieve their permanent contract. So we will achieve that. And that door will, will be uh, technically closed and open based on the market, the industry, and the airline requirement. I think this is once again a, a really unique uh, offering that, that you have uh, kind of come out with. And what really also I, think, I feel sets T3 Aviation Academy apart from a larger part of the industry that you that you have this flexibility and this capability for these tactical, um, as you call it, training offerings to provide um, to provide aspiring pilots or you know commercial pilot license holders with a path uh, to become qualified airline ready pilots. So um, you know if there's anyone who is listening who wants to learn more about this, I highly recommend checking out uh, uh, these two uh, programs that T3 is currently running. Um, Nadam, I want to ask you, how are you, how are you currently seeing the industry in, in terms of like key trends which are developing? I know we've touched upon uh, briefly the, you know, the, the increase in poaching, the, the war on talent, but what would you say are the key trends that you have identified as of right now? Okay, I think uh, we've mentioned this already and uh, we can actually see that there will be uh, a few things, but I think the industry recruitment and poaching will stop, will settle down. And, you know, myself, I am a very big believer that you know, you have to keep a balance between things. So even with our trainers, you know, it is always there is an opportunity. So even if some trainers leaves with a lot of experience, okay, some remain here. So the experience doesn't disappear. So a lot of experienced trainers are with us. And it's always important uh, to see fresh blood coming as a new trainers where they have the energy and the competencies and to develop fresh and you know it's different whether we like it or not uh, max you know if someone like me you know i am 500 years old and been training on previous type of training and then you know 10 15 years ago or 20 years ago only we started training shifting our training based on exercise or skill based only to competency base uh, so it is a shift yes we are a mix but the new guys are learning only competency base and with the tools and helps that we have it will be so i'm really a believer of giving chances for fresh graduates 
and also people who are inspired to, to become a trainers. There are people who naturally try to give back to the, uh, to the community and they are really natural trainers. So this is one. The second one, I will steal it from your uh, social media. You know, uh, looking at it around, again, I think I agree with it 100%. Seeing the huge demand of airline expansion in the region, uh, GCC and in India, you know, the number of aircraft ordered just within uh, Indian subcontinent and Middle East, you know, it's a huge demand. One of the things that I can say, I would not say predict, but I can see it happening already is the shift from previously all the training centers being situated or located in Europe and North America and Australia is now it will be in the region. And I think you know, the Indian uh, ATOs or Indian civil aviation will accept the GCC training center and vice versa, uh, because we need to confine our needs as much as possible within the region. So I think I've just recently read, uh, read uh, your note about Air India big order. And I totally agree. So this is one of one of the items, and I would say last is one of the challenge, opportunity, and inspiring is the digitalization of the aviation training. I don't think uh, we face with that multiple uh, challenges. One of the challenges is primarily all civil aviation, except in general, only the OEMs training without going through it. And because of the different ATOs suffer that challenge, you know, with the OAM providers, because they, whatever program they issue, it get approved immediately. I would say almost no question. But when ATO produce a program, you ask 5,000 questions and where and this and regulation have to apply to it and things. And also because if we want to go internationally, I think the region needs, uh, whether it's in Asia or GCC, they need a unit to unify the, uh, the civil aviation requirement, similar to EASA. So GCC could unify the regulation in a way. They can still have their own small changes, but they can unify it uh, together because a lot of the digitalization requirement differ, and it's very hard if I'm creating a software, whether it's for rostering, whether it's a, to apply and customize it for every single region or every single, single regulation, plus the style and culture of that company as well, which is digitalization is always an issue. So I'm looking at, I think, I don't know, I mean, maybe we can talk on another session uh, about the AI in aviation training, because I think this is something is extremely challenging. And we've seen in the last two, three months, a spike happening all over in a good and in a bad way as well. So I think maybe another session just to speak, maybe with a couple of the guys in aviation training,
and maybe some technology guys as well to come and explain possibilities, good, bad, and ugly, uh, about the AI, how it will really impact the aviation training. Yeah. Um, you Nadam, I, I agree on all of your points, and I especially want to highlight this point about the, I think we're going to see a decade of extreme growth of the uh, pilot training infrastructure across the wider Middle East, Indian subcontinent region. Uh, there is uh, regulatory support, there's the demand by airlines, and there's uh, no shortage of um, quality instructors and quality uh, management personnel to really um, build out, grow, and enhance uh, training infrastructure. So, in regards to that, I'm I am very bullish. I want. I just want to ask you in terms of the last trend. What your thoughts are on it is? We've seen, especially in the pandemic, the pilot profession lose some of its appeal, and um, especially with the younger generation. But then when when movies come out kind of like Top Gun, or I know there was one in Bollywood as well, and one in one in China, it really kind of, you know, drives the inspiration again for, um, for young individuals to consider the pilot career as a profession. Um, I know that T3 uh, over the past couple of months has been going and, you know, seeing different universities, going to different educational fairs. So I just want to get your opinion on what do you think are the trends that we're seeing when it comes to aspiring pilot interest? Uh, well, the pilots from an education or just training, Max? No, so from, an, from a young person wanting to become an aspiring pilot. Yes, I, I think, you know, I've been, I was speaking uh, two or three days ago with one of the parents uh, that they just came to the academy. And I really want to open, like, after I hear parents speaking to us, I really would like to open a channel just to educate people who want to be pilots. The amount of uh, misinformed myths and confusions and I would say false marketing that's happening sometimes unfortunately keeps a lot of uh, trainees or inspired pilots outside the the uh, the field or the, to achieve their dreams so there are a lot we've been doing a couple of sessions I think uh, last year to uh, just to chit chat with with customers directly and i think that there are areas so when it comes what is requirements okay uh, because of different uh, level of training happening internationally and we are open for international students from all over so i can simplify you need to finish your high school you have to be 18 during the final exams with us so you can apply even when you are 16 even when you are 17 you can join the academy but your final exam have to be at the age uh, of 18 
So that can be achieved. Uh, do I need to do uh, physics and math? Leave it to us. We do the assessment ourselves. Uh, level of English, do I need eyelids or not? No, leave it to us. We do it ourselves. So what, regardless where you come, what is your educational background? We do the assessment and you have to pass the assessment that we have in the academy, which is an acceptable mean of assessment to the civil aviation. There are certain medical requirements. Uh, you can still wear glasses and be a pilot, okay? Uh, you have now the medical uh, uh, insurances have uh, a huge amount of understanding for a new pilot. So I think with the demand, uh, the higher the demand it will be. So we have also planned uh, quite an open days for young aspiring pilots to come with their parents. I think those open days, we will, I'll make sure the marketing team to inform AFM first. Okay, so it will be, uh, this will be actual physical uh, open days and we will have digital open days, uh, which is kind of webinar. Uh, so either or. So I and are you seeing? I uh, it does mostly, but um, are you seeing the same amount of interest from aspiring pilots uh, as before the pandemic, or are you seeing? Have you seen a specific spike in the interest from young individuals wanting to become a pilot with T three now in the last couple of let's say last six months following the recovery of the pandemic? A huge spike. If you want the answer, very simple. There is a huge spike on the demand that we see from inspiring parents and the demand. I will leave it to people like you who are reading the market much better than us to give us the reasons behind this. But from fact, yes, we've been getting a huge demand when we've been even like overloaded with the amount of emails, calls, attendance, and you know, uh, booking appointment to explain all this. There is a huge demand. And we've been already, uh, like I think for the couple of uh, next courses, we are already fully booked. So we are looking for the uh, courses that comes thereafter, third or fourth course coming up. And that's a huge, uh, you know, uh, because of the huge demand that we get. Okay. And and I know demand, so it sounds you're well positioned, you're seeing an increased amount of, of demand, you're expanding quite quickly. Can you just maybe share with everyone uh, who's listening some of the key challenges that, you're, that you've currently identified and that either you might be tackling or that you might see the wider industry having to tackle? Well, at the moment, I would say for people who are inspired to become a pilot, uh, it will be uh, the parent side, not the uh, trainee side. Uh, main reason is uh, cash availability or uh, risk of spending the cash after they experience the pandemic. But of course, there is always uh, a spend. But Based on the forecast that we've seen market-wide, there is a huge growth. So that's one of the challenges, I think, certain banks still, but we've seen also a lot of banks 
restoring uh, their trust in aviation uh, industry employees and companies. The other part, which I think still will remain for the next year or two, is the simulator. The simulator availability and demand. And I think jumping from one place to another, uh, it will be still the, the biggest uh, challenge. And uh, and uh, you know, like like I think what we touched upon as well is the is the retention of qualified flight instructors or qualified and not only flight instructors, qualified instructors. So so ensuring that there is a great company culture to ensure the the retention of instructors. Um, when when I look at T three, I see that you uh, you have quite. Um, quite a strong um, instructional team, which has been with you for, for quite some time. And I think that's a testament to, to the company culture that, that T3 currently has. Yes, I mean, uh, our training team are very experienced and uh, they come back with a lot of airline training uh, background. You know, our head of training, he comes with a neighboring airline background. He'd been an examiner on 380 for more than 25 years and uh, with multiple managerial levels. Uh, we have the head of synthetic training comes with a similar background of airline experience and uh, all over, I think. And one of the very important thing in our uh, maybe training culture or company-wide. We have a very uh, diverse cultures from uh, nationalities. I mean, I think our ratio is from number of employees to the number of nationalities that people is we are 60%. And I think that's really, really high. Yeah. And also when it comes to gender uh, and all levels, we are, uh, I think we are almost 50-50. I might be wrong, but I think we are 50-50 in the whole company. But at all levels, uh, we have a lot of uh, things. So, yes, we have, and we come, they come. I mean, people coming from Europe, uh, South America, North America, Asia, Far East, uh, Middle East trainers uh, as well. And we are looking to expand. So with our expansion, we are inviting a lot of people also to join our team, uh, not only in the airline pilot training program, but also on the uh, other elements, on the ground operation training, on dangerous good trainings. And there will be a few areas uh, that we are announcing when you join us on the Arab Aviation Summit. Perfect, sounds good. Um, I think final question from my side, which I think most people are, are might be curious about is what does T3 mean? Where did the name originate from? Okay, that's a very interesting. I thought that would be a first question, but it's okay. <laughs> yes, uh, T3 Aviation uh, Academy uh, and for the first uh, 12 years, in our uh, earlier years, we were focused on airline pilot training. But three years ago, we 
made a shift on our mission and vision and to expand to go to the other sectors um, in the aviation industry. And hopefully we'll be adding the education factors uh, by early next year. So T stands for training, okay? And we will focus on training with the high level of opportunity to work. And then we said T training, and then we say, because before it was one sectors, so we'll try to cover the whole 360 area. So we said T or training 360. So we met with our marketing designers and everything. Of course, they are very creative people. So we said, they said, T360, we'll take the 360 and represented it in the circular logo around it, and we'll keep the T3. And the T3 is basically have a very aviation sound for it because it stands for Terminal 3, T3, you know, I'm going to gate T3. It's very, very uh, aviation sound. So I think that's, when you look at the logo, it is uh, reflect on that. And of course, our creative team have added small, nice futuristic airplane or arrow, you know, with the cyan color and it's pointing up on the T3, showing that our growth and our futures that's happening. So that's what the T3 looks up on this. And this logo was created after a change in the vision. So this is really present our current mission and vision and not vice versa. I can see some companies create a logo and then they try it. No, we, we have very clear mission and vision to come, coming and working on it very steadily. And our logo purely represent those. Uh, that is absolutely fantastic too. And I and I think also, right, having Aviation Academy then to the side of T3 just represents the full uh, spectrum and, and what, what T3 uh, really is. Um, uh, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us today, Nadam. Um, if anyone wants to learn more about T3 Aviation Academy, uh, please check out their website, uh, T3A, so T Tango 3 for the number three, alpha.academy. Um, or also, I highly recommend um, connecting with another on LinkedIn. I know you are quite active on there. So, yes, thank you very much, Nadim. Thank you, Max. We invite you for a tea in our uh, offices. Sounds good. I'll try to come within the next three weeks. Thank you, Max. Thank you. You look good. Okay.